And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed. I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is Jesse Newburn. Jesse is a longtime social media innovator, and she's director of business development and partner programs at Adagro Marketing, an agency, a performance-driven agency here in the Washington, D.C. area. Jesse Newburn, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Well, I am excited about your appearance here today, Jesse, uh, because we're going to talk about Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is a relatively new social media platform. Uh, as I was researching ahead of our interview, I saw that it was just born St. Patrick's Day of last year, 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's just mm -hmm. past one year old. And I want to start with this. There's a lot of confusion about Clubhouse, and that's why I've asked you to come, because you have a lot of experience with it. And I want to start at a very baseline level. I'm going to read this, uh, and I'll try to read it without my glasses. Uh, it's a definition of Clubhouse by a guy named Brody Ford from Bloomberg News. He recently wrote that, quote, Clubhouse is an audio-only social media app known for its unconstrained conversations, celebrity backers, and invite-only status. The experience falls somewhere between call-in radio and a professional conference. What is your reaction, Jesse, to that definition and how might your definition of Clubhouse vary from that? I actually like that one. I don't really know that much about the celebrity backer part. Um, I mean, there's a lot of celebrities on there, but um, I don't know if they're, they're financially backing, but maybe they just mean backer by um, association and, and affiliation and participation. Um, but yeah, it, that's a pretty good definition of it. There's, um, there is a lot of it feeling like a conference hall in the sense that at any point, at any time, you can drop into a different room and um, just like at a conference, if you're, you know, in Grand Ballroom A listening to XYZ topic and you are not digging it for whatever reason, you can get on your, you know, get up and move on to another room. Um, so, it, and the drop-in audio is really fascinating. There is an aspect of it um, that I would add with the definition that, you know, because it's drop-in and live, that, um, that there is a, a part of it that changes the nature of it because you... You either are in the conversation and you're either listening then and there and participating or you're not like once it passes, it passes. It's not recorded. And that's an important aspect of it, I think, that confuses a lot of people. And it actually confused me a little bit because, you know, I've been doing audio and video since forever and a day. And one of the things that's almost like a baseline keystone for me is always record, always be prepared to repurpose. You never know what if somebody were not in the room at the time. I even record back when we used to do live uh, presentations in front of an audience. Always recorded it, even if I only had the audio to capture. Because if I didn't, it was gone. And yet that seems to be one of the most compelling features of this. Would you agree with that? There's like a fear of missing out? Yeah. There, there, so people joke about the FOMO, about the fear of missing out. But it really is a thing. Like, um, it, it's... Like the other night I was listening in, um, it was late at night and I was just brushing my teeth and washing my face and getting ready for the, you know, to, to go to bed. And I, oh, you know, I came across this just fascinating room 
and it was so enthralled with the conversation and i so just wanted to go to bed like my brain was like girl you need to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> but the other side of me was like with this conversation at this moment with these people in this room talking about this subject is something that was very compelling for me intellectually um it was also just really compelling in terms of what i was interested in, in terms of subjects and all and and the conversation and the moderators were really good and it was a good room um so so anyway so yeah there's a lot of that aspect there's also you know just a reality of like um i think you can get really sucked into the fomo and sucked into the intensity of how awesome the conversations mm. are and there's you know my first few weeks in clubhouse i was on for hours at a day and um you know part of my own life management has been just sometimes like yeah you know <laughs> like i'm not gonna listen to it all the time always i got other things going on and that's something i've also come across in talking to people is that they're People forget to go to work. People can't go to sleep. The people who are listening, and uh, they they won't sit down and have dinner with their family. Uh, so there's clearly something very compelling about it. And um, you know, I will scratch the surface on that a little bit more in this conversation. But I also want to remind everyone who's watching or listening right now that we're going to have a clubhouse room, and I want to make sure I'm saying that correct of our own at 11 o'clock today, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Time AM on uh, Thursday, April 1st. And you can find it, I guess, search by your name, Jesse, or my name. How could somebody find that and join with us? Um, we will um, have a link that we can put in the um, show notes. You know, in the, in mm -hmm. the notes, yeah. So it'll be a, a website link. Or they could find, they would either have to follow me so I'm at Jesse Newburn, or they would have to follow you, and then they could navigate or get a notification. And and um and then one of the things that's possible in Clubhouse is that if there's um if someone follows a speaker who's in a room, and if that person um, this is getting a little ahead of ourselves, but there's in Clubhouse there's the stage, there's kind of the front row, the VIP front row, and then there's the audience. So. If, for example, um, you know, Frank and you are um, following me, that if for whatever reason, or if I'm in a room, then, you know, and you're on Clubhouse and you're in that hallway, that conference hallway, kind of scrolling through the app, you know, looking for um, different rooms that are happening, because you follow me, um, the algorithm will show you what rooms I'm in. Um, and then there's, this is, again, this is getting a little technical, but um, one of the things with Clubhouse is that you can choose your level of information and paint and that you want from someone so i could choose there are people in my circle that i want to be pinged anytime or want to be notified anytime they're in a room and there are other people where i'm like you know so there's like kind of like an always sometimes never option in terms of pinging okay. and then proactively speakers can invite people or people in a room can invite others into a room there's different ways to get into rooms. Well, and I do, uh, clearly, there are so many rabbit warrens that we could go running down. Uh, I do want to come back to that, though, as far as the definition of things like rooms, speaker, moderator, clubhouse, and stuff like that. Um, well, but look, real quickly, how can I join? It's uh, mentioned in that definition. It's by invitation only. And it's also restricted by to certain platform right now. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, so part of so so the people... One of the th rooms that I love listen, one of the kinds of rooms that I love listening in are, are rooms about Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> so you learn more about the app and um, just the culture and all. So, you know, there's, I, I just think there's a, there's some people who are like, wah, 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 wah. it's app only. It's like, well, you know, up until very recently, they only had like eight or nine people on staff. So 
you know, and I work with an app development and, and um, digital marketing agencies. So, I mean, you know, we have these conversations all the time with clients around like, what are you going to support? Are you going to support both platforms? Are you going to do this, that, you know, well, any other budget? What I mean what? is people may not know what you're referring to. Right now, it's only available on iOS. And Correct. It's only available right. to Apple. Apple, And it's iOS is defined for, for, um, for just because some people are really, they're on an Android phone, yeah. but they might have an old iPad or it even works with, I mean, I don't even know if anyone uses this technology anymore, but iPod Touch, it works uh -huh. on that as well, apparently. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But I, the only reason I bring that up is because people, you know, people need to know. This is a need to know situation. And I did see, though, that at the top of their development plan is to launch an Android app. So oh, I yeah. don't think this was any sort of chauvinism on their part or what have you. They're just developing and learning and growing. And as you mentioned, you know, you got to get that VC money in if you want to build out your yeah. staff and, and do the coding. Exactly. So, I think, I, mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I heard something like, you know, I mean, who knows how much cash they've had, but apparently they went from like nine to 40 employees, like really fast. That's what I heard in one of the rooms once they got the cash infusion. And also they're from a cultural perspective, mm -hmm. you know, there are probably a lot of people who are like, oh, these people are just going to make their money and run or whatever. But um, people who know the founder say that the, a big part of the um, the DNA of Clubhouse is accessibility and community. And so, um, you know, they've always you know been wanting to have it be accessible to everyone. And then of course, you know, there's also financial issues and um, access issues around poverty in different countries and this and that, because, you know, obviously the iOS devices are um, often more expensive than the Android devices. Sure. <clears throat> now, as you know, uh, my audience here on Radio Free Enterprise is primarily business owners. And mm -hmm. so a big part of what I wanted to bring to the audience today is why should I, as a business owner, care about this? What does it mean to me potentially now and in the future? And so in terms of the benefits that we can draw from spending these hours or minutes listening to Clubhouse, I know there's mm -hmm. a lot we can learn. So learning is one of the benefits. What, mm -hmm. uh, what sort of things might we learn and what other benefits might accrue to us? Oh, my gosh. Um, you're going to have to cut me off and ask me, like, <laughs> chop the questions inside of this one because I could go on on this. Um, in terms of learning, thousands of rooms are happening at any moment in time in different languages and different cultures. I mean, I'm a generalist personally, so I, you know, it's just that's just my take on life. So, I mean, I hop around in the rooms that I know nothing about. Like I'll listen in in rooms on like U.S.-Sino relationships and how it's impacting such and such. You know, I've been mm -hmm. in rooms um, on water quality management on military bases and how to clean up, you know, from, you know, ordinance and various and sundry, you know, um, pollutants and, you know, and remediation issues. Um, you know, there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of rooms that are talking about business and VCs and launching and how to brand yourself and this and that. And then there's just a, you know, micro, there's, a, there's endless rooms on whatever subject. I mean, AI will, will AI replace lawyers and, and, you know, it's, it's just endless. Like, yeah. and, and any, every single new person who joins creates a whole new um, explosion of possible rooms that can happen in conversations that can happen in rooms. But there is a lot of business stuff. There's a lot of personal stuff. If you, if you, I mean, there are people who are writing rooms about, who are writing poems for people. There's rooms where people are singing lullabies and songs and people are pitching, um, you know, their music in front of um, 
people who can potentially sign them, you know, for deals and all kinds of stuff. So it's endless. But from a business perspective, you know, just endless okay. topics on endless niche well, subjects. The, the <laughs> other side of learning, obviously, is teaching. And mm -hmm. so you just mentioned about every person that signs on opens up a whole new you know, universe of consciousness, which sort of reminded me I hadn't thought about the network effect of Clubhouse. Like just like with a telephone, every telephone you add onto the network increases the value of all the other telephones. So I can see a tremendous Amazing. network effect there. But what I was going to say or what I, where I wanted you to go next, please, mm -hmm. is about teaching, sharing what you know let's say, about business with others and through that, helping to build your own personal brand? Yeah, so this is a really fascinating conversation and a, a fascinating question. Um, and there's, um, there's a culture inside of Clubhouse, which is a helping community and a helper economy. And un undoubtedly, there are gobs of people in there who are very um, PR firm backed up, you know, super followers with a million followers that are hawking. Um, they're giving away their free content in order to get people into their funnel to, you know, that whole thing. And then their content that's trying to sell. So there's lots and 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 lots, and lots of that. But the, just the culture and the space inside of Clubhouse allows people to share I mean, I've been in rooms talking about privacy and government and, you know, various social media apps and a privacy lawyer will pop in, you know, who suddenly is the subject matter. You know, someone else might have started the room because they were interested in a hearing that happened earlier in the day that they heard on C-SPAN or, you know, some issue that's going on. But then someone might pop into the room who's an expert in the subject or, you know, and has a whole dimension that they can add to the conversation. So there's a lot of potential to teach. It's not... It, it all depends on the room and the following and all. Like sometimes you're in a room where there's just like one or two people on stage who are speaking, who have the microphones and they might be the subject matter experts and they're really not bringing other people up to the stage. The other times that the rooms are like smaller groups and they're much more open to inviting people up from the audience onto the stage. So you never know who's going to pop in. Um, it's not so much a lecture environment. It, there really is a whole lot of participation um, but there's definitely a, a profound a profound space and opportunity to contribute your perspective, your knowledge, your help, et cetera. It's, it's an amazing community in that regard. I tell people, I tell people when I talk to people about Clubhouse, I'm like, don't come to this as a branding um, hmm. platform. There are people who are, mm -hmm. and there are people who I'm sure are doing well with it, but there's something going on with that. It's, it's hard to get a million followers. I mean, there are people, there's something happening with these like super followers and all, but the best way to brand, the best way to um, participate, I would actually say and offer is to be that helper. To, That's to, great. Mm -hmm. to, to help, to teach, to help by teaching, to help by, and also providing access to information and all, a lot of connections and all happening. And there. that's that's directly in alignment with what I try to encourage people to do as well. But the word brand, from my perspective, still applies because whether you like it or not, you have a brand. And mm -hmm. if your brand, for example, on uh, Clubhouse is that you're always the generous educator and sincere advocate for the success of your following and you don't ask people to join an email list and you don't mm -hmm. pitch your products, then that's that's a very powerful brand in that environment. Yeah, now, absolutely. 
I want to then, you had started to do this and I, and I, I was really challenged to try mm-hmm. to figure out what sequence to put my questions in because it's like, well, do you need to know this before you know that? I, anyway, so I want to come back to definitions of terms. So let's start with the word room. Uh, a room, I guess, is like the, the, the most fundamental component of this whole thing. What is a room? Um, so a room is very similar to almost like a conference room. You know, it's a, it's, it's a place where a conversation is happening on a certain subject. And um, a room can either be open or it could be private. Um, there's another thing called a social room, which, um, it's another subject, but, um, but, but most, you know, I mean, I actually have no idea how many rooms are private because I'm not seeing those. Um, but um, yeah, so the room is a room is the container in which the conversation happens. And then inside of the room, um, so rooms can happen inside of clubs. So clubs are, let's come back. We'll go back to the club. If you don't mind, let's start with the room and what are, is there a name for the people in the room? Yeah. So um, the so so someone creates the room, and they are the they're the primary they're the first moderator. But they can invite other people onto they can invite other people to be moderators with them. And so moderators have a microphone, not literally a microphone, but they have access to turn their microphone on and off. So the microphones are what are the moderators? Moderators have administrative control. They can bring people. They can move people around. Mm-hmm. Um, and speakers are um, speakers. They have the, the microphone as well. But speakers um, may or, speakers don't necessarily have administrative control. Okay. And then, so the, the speakers and the moderators are up on top of the screen. And then there's a little teeny line. And then there's a row. It could be a row. It could be one person. It could be 500 people, depending on how many people in the room. That first row is kind of like, the, they call I, I've heard it referred to as the front row. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're in that front row, you are followed by a speaker. So one of the you have a relationship of a, a, a follow relationship okay. with a speaker where the speaker follows you. All right. Now, I, and, if I may, I, the only reason I want to interrupt you right here is because I just want to recap that information for people who are mm-hmm. brand new to this. So okay. just like in a conference room, there's a stage up front. Mm-hmm. And on the stage, and let's say it was somebody moderating a panel discussion, there's a person who has a microphone, but they're not necessarily the only person on the microphone, but they're in charge. They're the moderator of this conversation. There are other people, and that person is called the moderator or the co-moderator? Yeah, literally. They're, well, mods. That's the short term okay. term. Mods. Great. That's really important, you know, <laughs> to get the lingo right. Okay. Yeah. And then, they're all, then there's other people who are called speakers, and they're on the stage and they can speak at any time, I suppose. Uh, and then you, there's the front row. And I love that because I'm sure you've done as well, presenting in mm-hmm. front of a room. There's usually the VIPs in the front row. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always try not to make eye contact with those people. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, and then after that, who else do we have in the room? So after the front row, which again could be many, many rows, you know, depending on who people, is that then it's just the audience, it's the general audience. Okay. So it all depends. You know, you could be in a room where there's hundreds of people, and you might be in the audience. You might be in a room where there's forty people in your audience. I've been in rooms where I popped in just because I'm like checking around and kind of Goldilocksing my way through, um, you know, clubhouse, and I get invited onto the stage. You know, the moderators will invite me onto the stage. So one of the things that moderators are doing, that so moderators are. 
a huge part of Clubhouse uh, success and culture. There's a lot of talk about good moderators and bad moderators and different mm. skills. Mm -hmm. But but um, the moderators really in many ways can make or break the room. And But one of the things that moderators are often doing is they're often checking um, who's in the room and um, someone in the audience can raise their hand. There's an option in the app where you raise, where you say, hey, I want to join the stage. And um, the moderators will, a good moderator will be checking out your profile, checking things out. I've been on stages where moderators, while I've, where I've been invited to speak. And then while I spoke, the moderator will be like, I just checked out her LinkedIn um, profile and she's legit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, Woo. yeah it's, it's, it's um, excuse me real quick. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's it's an amazing culture and an amazing opportunity for people to connect and you know to connect in and and so people the other thing about real quick about people's profiles is that people's profiles are all over the place like i tell people clubhouse is not the place to copy and paste your linkedin profile like really take the time to watch and look at different people's profiles and to see what kinds of things are people are saying and people are doing a lot there's a lot of blending of personal you want to talk about branding like that's a really fascinating aspect of branding which is that it's not just like rah, 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 rah. you know here's my business stuff and some people do that and some people leave with that and that's totally fine and there's nothing wrong but a lot of people are blending in um, personal information personal hobbies personal habit you know things that they're interested in and passions and all and really dimensionalizing themselves um clubhouse is also very 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 emoji friendly like like People who do billion dollars. Something we're whispering about emoji friendly. <laughs> it's like it's no hashtags. <laughs> hashtags mean nothing. They do nothing in Clubhouse. Okay. Like you show yourself as an as a novice if you put hashtags in. Um, and equally, you would be looking like a novice if you didn't have emojis in your profile. <laughs> our uh, our mutual friend Steve Kahn told me, and he probably mm -hmm. learned this from you, but that it seems as though the Clubhouse algorithm can actually interpret emojis. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah, wow. that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. The, so the algorithm in terms of like what, what rooms they're showing you in, um, you know, when you first sign on to the app and look um, is obviously, you know, who do you follow? What other rooms have you been in? Who follows you? You know, all the, you know, the, all the things that make an algorithm, right? But apparently emojis are a part of it. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll try to find the right ones that really oh, uh, lots. express me. Now <laughs> yeah. you had started to say this and I really apologize for interrupting you. But I try to structure the information as it can best be digested and comprehended and, and retained. So now we had the room and we all picture the room, the people on stage, the moderators, the speakers. We got the front row, the VIPs, and it could be several rows depending on how many are followed by the speakers. And we got the rest of the audience, you know, back in the third class who just mm -hmm. show up, uh, and, and remain mute. Uh, but um, then you mentioned, and so all that's happening in a room, but there's another level, which is called a house, or I've seen it's called a club or a house or a clubhouse. What, what is that all about? So the algorithm has changed. The algorithm changed recently, but it used to be that um, you would apply someone if they wanted to have a club, like mm -hmm. a group that spoke on a certain series of topics then um, you could have members in your club and depending on the um, how the admin set up the club, various members inside of the club can create their own rooms. So the beauty of this is that it helps the club get more um, activity and it can be hard 
frankly, to fill, to get a room with people attending. I mean, you know, you, you, you say you get your group together, you're going to have a room, you're going to have a, you're going to have a conversation at 1130 on blah, blah, blah date to talk about such and such. And you go to have your event, you might have five people on stage and two people in the audience, you know? Wow. So it can be challenging. There's just so many issues about getting people and so many um, aspects and so many um, layers of getting people to be in your room, to follow you, et cetera. When you are able to have a room and a conversation inside of a club, people who are um, in that club might get different, you know, the, it affects the algorithm, it affects how they get notified and all. Okay. And, and some people might follow the club and they want, you know, there's a, there's, um, there's a little thing on top of the screen that shows like clubs that you're a member of in upcoming rooms. So this benefit and, and value with that. Um, well, I looked into it a little bit uh, as far as creating a club and that's something where you have to apply and it is vetted manually by human beings. It was, it was, and okay. it used to be like a four week period and then they changed that. And now there's thousands of clubs with like, five members, 10 members, and other clubs that are more the OG, the original one, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and there's so many things, there's so many aspects going on to how people are um, working the numbers and getting members and working their rooms. And, well, and, and I think really, because it does yeah. open up a whole new area of conversation is marketing yourself or marketing, you know, and by marketing, again, I don't want that to have like some heavy baggage associated with it. Marketing is uh, communication, it's messaging. And so yeah. what I mean is how to make people aware of the rooms that you're going to be speaking in and gathering people in there and, and having an opportunity to share. Now yeah. there's, we've, you know, so much to talk about, so little time. Um, <laughs> the next thing I wanna ask you is as a consumer of Clubhouse, where do you listen? When do you listen? For how long do you listen? This is a great question. So um, I am, um, I'll just first preface this by saying that I'm a really big believer in acculturating um, newbies. And um, I'm a really big believer in protecting um, Clubhouse. So I have hold, hosted an, a number of orientation uh, meetings and rooms and all for people I know and people I don't know. And one of the things that I say to people is spend those first seven days when you're first in like really actively finding ways to integrate Clubhouse into your room, into your life. So I do things like while I'm cooking or while I'm brushing my teeth or while I'm driving or, you know, personally, I find that I'm just consuming less social media and um, listening in more. And, you know, but like sometimes like even like the other day, I was doing some sort of just kind of administrative work that was didn't require like if I'm doing writing or, you know, something that's proposal development or something like that, or blog post or whatever, it requires my brain differently. Right. But if I'm reviewing a list of people to blah, 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 do whatever with, you know, it doesn't take the same brain energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just encourage people to, you know, to tune in. I have also had times where I've been like, trying to go to bed or thinking I'm going to bed and I'm sitting there like, it's the silliest thing, but I'm going to admit this, but I've actually like sometimes been so fascinated by a conversation. I just stare <laughs> at my phone. So I'm just like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that it really is very, very, very nice about clubhouse. And one of the things I love because I'm, I am fairly early into social media, um, you know, in, in, you know, back in the mid 2000s and, you know, whatever, um, 2000, 
five, six, seven, you know, eight and all really getting in is that social media almost always requires your eyeballs. And so right. that you know, there's only so much eyeball attention that people have um, for various and sundry reasons. Whereas Clubhouse, because it's auditory, um, it just opens up a whole different way of being able to incorporate it into your life. So I just yeah. encourage people to find ways to, you know, whatever your activities are, walking around the lake, you know, driving down the road, chopping vegetables, making Audio dishes. is just an amazing medium. And mm -hmm. I was fortunate to have uh, a couple of years on live radio, which this also reminds me of a lot. The difference mm -hmm. on live radio is if you told a joke, you didn't even hear crickets. You had no idea how that joke went over, where at least in yeah. Clubhouse, I think we could get a little feedback. Yeah. But, um, but I, there's I just want to say real quick, um, yeah. just real quick, there are times when I only listen in for like three, four, five minutes, and there are other times when I listen in for a conversation that might go on for a couple hours. So one of the beauties with Clubhouse is there's a little button called Leave Quietly, and you know, you have no, you, you owe no one your attention and you don't have to explain anything. Like you can just leave because you got a phone call or leave because you got bored or leave because whatever, like there's no, there, it's a culture where people come and go. So that's part of it is you can pop in. It's very Goldilocksy, like, Oh, this is interesting. Or, Oh, I've just got five minutes while I'm waiting for an appointment or a phone call or whatever. So, or other, like I said, there are rooms sometimes that go on for hours and you'll hear people be like i've been in this room for six hours oh my gosh well how do we yeah. find rooms and topics and people and clubs that will be of interest to us well i will offer that there are many people because i do listen in on rooms talking about clubhouse and including some where they like are soliciting feedback for clubhouse <laughs> and uh, there are a lot of people who don't like the search functions. Um, and mm -hmm. I would offer that the search functions <laughs> aren't that great. Um, but you can find clubs, inside of clubs, you can find rooms, you follow people, you follow people around, you know, sort of get a groove of like, oh, you know, when I'm when I follow Bella around, you know, Bella tends to go more to rooms talking about spirituality and blah, blah, blah. When I follow Wen around, Wen tends to go to rooms that talk about AI and, um, you know, various, you know, things. And also you kind of, part of it is kind of getting to know who you're following, which in and of itself is a challenge. It really is. Um, the clubhouse does not have good systems now for man for tagging people. Like you can't tag someone as like, Oh, I'm tagging this person because they're into X, Y, Z subject. Or I really like how, how I might really like how someone moderates. I might not, they might not even be a subject matter expert on it, but mm -hmm. it's like, I like how they hold a room. So, so finding rooms is, um, Part of it's the algorithm. Part of it is, you know, you follow people, um, you know, and, and just keep following them around. Well, you know, um, it sounds like as I'm listening to you say that, that that could be a great place to start. Think about mm -hmm. people that you really enjoy that following. I'll just use Anthony Robbins as an example. A lot of people know who that is. Not everybody you know wants to follow him. But if you started by following him, you would see the topics and the rooms and the clubs and the people he follows and so forth. And so I could see where that kind of sort of radiate out from there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my, my personal strategy is not to focus on the celebrities as much, just because I think that the relationships are deeper in the smaller connections. But that said, there are celebrities there. I mean, I was in a room a month ago, where I was just like listening in and Guy Kawasaki popped in. And, and I'm not you know, a fan of Guy Kawasaki. So that would be <laughs> in any event, we, we all have our own. 
And again, <laughs> in terms of celebrity, I would think instead about thought leadership. I'm not interested necessarily in celebrities, but I am yeah. the way certain people express themselves and the way their train of thought goes appeals to me. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. we, we are uh, running short on time, but I wanted to uh, ask you, let's say somebody's been listening to you and they're like, wow, she really knows what's going on with Clubhouse and I want to talk to her further. What's the best way for somebody to connect with you, Jesse? So Clubhouse is fascinating because people are following up with other people. It's really amazing. So inside of your Clubhouse profile, you can slam your profile with links, phone numbers, all this kind of stuff. There's only two live links inside of Clubhouse and Clubhouse does not have in-house um, chatting. In-house, it does not have in-house communication. So there's no, there's nothing inside that, not in-house, in-app. Um, and I've heard from people who know the, who know the, um, Clubhouse creators were like, it will never have it. I don't know if that's true or not. But, um, but, but the two live links that you get are your Twitter and your Instagram account. And so I would recommend to anyone who's going to get into Clubhouse that you need to have one or the other and probably both would be better. Um, and then what people do is they can go into your account. You can, they, can, they can click on your, um, through your profile, they can click on your Twitter account and or your Instagram account and they can see more information, it can dimensionalize you as a person um, or a, that subject matter that you might have spoken about. Well, and then what about somebody who's not on Clubhouse? How do they get in touch with Jesse? Oh, with Jesse? Yeah. Oh, that's the conversation. That's the question you're asking. I'm <laughs> yes. sorry. I was going to say, because there's all kinds of relationships that are happening where people are following up and they're DMing each other on Instagram and Facebook or Instagram and um, Twitter and connecting with each other. Yeah, for me, I'm. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm Jesse at adagro.com, Jesse Newbern on LinkedIn. Um, I have a, a, a personal fascination with generations and generational cycles. So I'm generations work on Twitter um, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Sorry, I misunderstood your question. That's no, all right. I'm often not clear. I find that happens the older I get, the less clear I am. So I really work at that. Uh, in any event, we are just about out of time, and I always like to ask my guests before we go, is there a question that I have not asked you about Clubhouse uh, or a thought that's come to mind as we've been talking that you want to share before we go? I'll share this. It might be a little out there, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, Clubhouse, I believe, and I had an extremely strong feeling about this from the first few days of being in it. Clubhouse is going to change the world in a way that other social media platforms have changed wow. the world a little, but Clubhouse is going to change the world. It is a completely different culture. It's not about look at me, look at me, look at me. It's about who can I, who can I help? What can I offer? What can I share? That tenderness around that culture is in danger, right? It could be flooded by people who just come in and are jerks and aren't, aren't kind and aren't this, whatever. But I mean, I have witnessed people in different countries and different time zones who don't even know each other, like coming forth and offering to help each other with various and sundry projects or just sometimes they're small, sometimes they're bigger. People have access, you know, through the phone. And there's, there's a there's a tenor, there's, a, you know, you're, you're in voice and radio, right? So you understand there's this, there's, there's something, there's so, this, the, the sound of the human voice. It's actually people, called the timbre. The timbre, okay. Mm -hmm. 
there's the, the amount of information that is transferable through human voice is phenomenal. And because the entire culture of Clubhouse is voice, Yes, there are profiles, yes to this. It's connecting people at a level. And it's the other thing it's doing is all the nasty. I'm not saying that there aren't nasty rooms or people where rooms where people are getting fussy with each other in Clubhouse. Of course, that's going to happen as human beings. Bad weather, bad day, bad mood, whatever, you know, whatever. That stuff happens. The majority of what's happening in Clubhouse is that people are being up-leveled to their higher version of their higher version of themselves. They're presenting themselves, not necessarily in a branded look at me kind of, I'm so fabulous way, but because every human being knows that voice tells others who you are mm -hmm. more than anything else. Mm -hmm. We know it, even if you don't know it intellectually, you know it in your, you know it in your soul. And Clubhouse is creating a platform of inclusion, connection, participation, access to information that is heretofore unheard of. I mean, you say, oh yeah, the internet, whatever, but, but it's different. Clubhouse is different. So I would really encourage people that even if you don't want to spend a lot of your, your time on it per se, or you're like, wah, 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 like at least tune into Clubhouse from the perspective of curiosity about the transformative power that this tool has to change who knows what's happening. I say, I, I offer that we will look back at, we will look back at the world in 10, in five, 10 years and Clubhouse, whatever the transformation that happens for the world to be a better place, Clubhouse will be instrumental in that. That's powerful. Yeah. Jesse Newburn, thank you so much for introducing all of us to this brave new world of Clubhouse. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. Thanks or again to Jesse. I appreciate you. <laughs> well, Okay. What was it that time? Sorry. This is club clubhouse language is I appreciate you. People say it. It's one of the things that people say all the time. They go, okay. I appreciate you. Well, Jesse, I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on Radio Free Enterprise. So thanks again to Jesse and thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Frank Felker saying I'll see you on the radio. Forgiving your entrepreneurial sins with a gentle wave of his microphone, here's Frank Felker.